Hello, welcome to BlazePod. It is Tuesday, the 3rd of December. Joining me as always, it's Andrew to talk about the Blades. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good as well. We're a couple of days removed from uh, yet another point for United. Yet another uh, unbeaten game away from home. Do you know, I, I saw this on the S2 forum earlier, actually, which I, I'm surprised United haven't posted this, but I'll, I'll hat tip Revolution on that forum. It is apparently a new club record for unbeaten games. I think it's 15 or 16 games now. I mean, that's pretty, insane, pretty crazy. Really. It is yeah, insane. that is absolutely immense. I mean, it's from Swansea away, weren't it? Yeah, so I mean, so if you... we up to 12 months. Yeah, that was January, wasn't it, I think? Um, mm. Yeah, um, I think it's the first promoted club to the Premier League to, uh, to, to avoid defeat in their first seven games as well. Um, so, you know, that's, yeah. that's going back 27 years. And uh, they said on the commentary, Wilder is now the first manager to avoid defeat in his first seven Premier League games since uh, Scolari at Chelsea. So... Pretty pretty decent company, you know. The man won the World Cup. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did... He had he, he spent a lot more money as well. I imagine Scalari as well. So. <laughs> yeah, potentially. Um, so yeah, I was I was then thinking like, ah, oh, maybe maybe Wilder's going to be the uh, the man to win the World Cup for England in uh, well, pro- hopefully not for a long time, good twenty years or so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we want to win Champions League first. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So this was a one-all draw um, between the Blades and Wolves. Uh, I think it was sixth versus, versus seventh when we kicked off, um, which is, is pretty ridiculous, I suppose. Um, yeah. Would you say this was a, a great point or a missed opportunity? How do you how did you feel about it? After mixed feelings again. I'd have taken a point before, and they were really piling it on in the last twenty. So I would. Really relieved and delighted when whistle blew, but then you look back at the like the highlights, watch match of the day two back in the highlight, and you think, what if? You know, it's one mm. of those again. But it's a great point on paper. There's no getting away from it. It's, there's, I mean, some might say like it's disappointing to score first and then obviously only come away with a point. But on paper, that's a fantastic point. But like you say, on another day, it's three points, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, if you want to be like hypercritical about United, you know, we could. So we've drawn with well, is it our last three games. I think it's Wolves, Spurs, and um, Manu, isn't it? Uh, Manu, Manu, yeah, yeah. And we've drawn all three. Um, and I think you know we would have been underdogs in all three games. So to get three points is very good. But I think if you want to be hypercritical, you could say that we probably should have won at least two of those games. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but I mean, but the thing is, I mean, because we're because our sort of goal is don't get relegated it's it's not such a big deal it's kind of like I said at the start of the season you know we're not it's not imperative that we win every single game as it kind of is when you're trying to get promoted so yeah I think I I I have a hard time being like down about drawing those three games even though we were winning in uh, two of them certainly not down is that nagging thing in the back of my mind thinking when we have that run in January let's say we look we probably will lose three or four in a row at one point I, I still think that'll probably happen um will we be looking back at these games saying what if you know what maybe we could have picked that you know the man, man United game in particular we undoubtedly should have won that um I think I don't know I mean it, it was a really tough run of games if you'd have said to me before you get three points out of them I'd have probably expected to lose away to Spurs and Wolves and maybe beat Man U at home and maybe take a bit of a hit to the goal difference as well so mm. to have three points and not have any hit to the goal if you still got one of better, better goal differences in the league. Mm. I think I'd have taken it. I would have taken it. It's just obviously on the balance of the games themselves. You think it, it could have on another, 
you know, in another way, it could have been nine points, as daft as that sounds. It is mental to think we could <laughs> could potentially be fourth in the league if if a yeah. few things had broken for us, or we'd you know done things di- <laughs> slightly differently, I suppose. But um, but I yeah. do think that's the quality as well. I, don't, I think it's yeah. easy to say, oh, we created loads of chances. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. The reason we're not winning the games is because the other teams do have quality. Yes. They might not be on it for 90 minutes as Man United weren't last week, but they've got they can just, you know, do something, flick of a heart, oof, that's it, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's it's funny you mentioned about goal difference actually. We have the joint fifth best goal difference in the entire mm. league, which is pretty crazy. So yeah, only Chelsea City, Leicester and Liverpool have a better goal difference than us. Which is I mean, not, it's insane, we've, we've actually only won four all season, which it doesn't seem like that. It seems but the reason we're so far above like the the bottom three is because of these draws. Yeah, we're it's... not losing many. We've obviously only lost three. We've not lost them since the Liverpool game. Oh, flipping heck! That is. I mean, what was that? That was the end of September, right? So we got through the whole yeah. of uh, yeah, October. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, that's another one on another day. You get a you get a point there, don't you? It's just yeah. a, a, a state they'll not make again all season. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's funny because I, I think I one of the reasons I thought we'd stay up this season is because um, I didn't think we'd draw many games. I thought we'd be, I thought we'd be like going all out to win, but we've we've drawn exactly half of our games, and I suppose actually. We probably should have seen a draw come in with this one because, yeah, the only team that have drawn more games than us is, of course, Wolves, who are eight draws from from 14 games. It's, yeah, you say about the, you know, only won four games, but it's actually very few teams that have won more. <laughs> I'm just looking at Yeah, no, right, yeah. I think yeah. Wolves have only won four as well, haven't Wolves they? Wolves so, have only won four. So, there's yeah. a lot of draws going. I think this season, there's a, outside of the, possibly still the top four, I still think the top four can be beaten, but other than Liverpool, I, I still think that you can get, a, I mean, West Ham showed it against Chelsea, we got a point obviously against Chelsea, mm. Man City aren't the same this year, I think that, but outside of that, anyone can beat anyone, and that makes it for a tighter division, and, and an unpredictable one, mm. which is why you sort of do look over your shoulder and you think, oh yeah, but at the same time, not many teams are going on runs or wins. No. And uh, yeah, a nice, a nice unbeaten run here of seven games for us now, in which we've picked up. Uh, what we've done, we won two games, so uh, six plus five, eleven points in that little run. I think, unless my mm. maths is way wonky. I yeah. mean, that that is that is comfortably going to be good enough to keep us up if we sustain that level of form. Obviously, we're not going to go unbeaten for the rest of the season, but you know, if, yeah. you, t- if you take that points ratio, eleven from uh, eleven from seven, that is going to easily be enough. And yeah, I mean, just to return to the kind of uh, the opening point, I suppose. I mean. Uh, well, see, there is that little element of like, oh, I feel like we probably should have won that. I did also, do also feel like just another few more percent confident about us staying up after watching that game because, I mean, let, let's be right, Wolves are a really, really good Premier League team, I think. I mean, uh, they are not in a false position in sixth at all. And, you know, we went, no. and, went and took the game to them. We you know, gave up some chances, as you expect us to do, but we did also carve them open time and time again. And as you say, you know, Slightly better finishing, slightly better decision making in the final third could easily have been two or three goals up after like fifty five minutes or something like that, and then you know that's that probably is game over. Yeah, I know we blew a two goal lead um, last week, but yeah, you figure that's probably not going to happen too many times. So yeah, there was uh, there was a lot to take out of it. I thought I felt very very encouraged um, at full time. Is that is that fair for for you as well? Yeah, like I said, when the I, I was delighted when it got because obviously the last twenty minutes and fair play to Wolves, you know what I mean? They, they obviously came back off a, a, a European night as well in uh, mm. Portugal, so for their fitness levels and stuff like that, just to you know to to I won't say they battered us in the last twenty minutes, but they certainly had more possession, looked more 
team likely to score. Yeah. I was really relieved and really happy with it. And I think it take because we're picking these points up in places that we're not expecting. I think it, in in a way, takes a little bit of pressure off the stuff. You know, the Newcastle games and the and the Brightons and the Villas, and mm. you know, it, it it doesn't mean that we have to win those games. I'm not saying that I'll be happy by not winning or anything like that. I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm quite happy that we've got basically an eight point gap between yeah. us and the bottom three. So a draw against someone like Newcastle, you'd think, oh, disappointed, we should have won that. But it's not a disaster, whereas it could have been. You know, a, a yeah. couple of results have gone against us here and there. Well, it, you know, draw, because we're in such a good position, because we're you know high up the table, nineteen points from fourteen games. A draw against those teams is is two points that they don't gain on us. You know, that, exactly. That, yeah, this is it. This is what I mean. Because we're picking up. The problem is, of course, is that everyone seems to be picking up to points that you know I expect. You are obviously Norwich going to Everton and winning, and and then obviously they beat City as well. Um, and these teams, you know. Uh, Newcastle beating Tottenham away and beating Man United at home. You know, there's a lot of weird results this season. Mm. It was a good weekend for the promoter clubs, actually, wasn't it? Norwich, yeah. um, Norwich drew with Arsenal, Villa drew at Man U, and we obviously uh, drew at Wolves. So probably got decent odds on that a few weeks ago, I think. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so back to the game with Wolves then. I mean, funnily enough, I, I thought throughout this game they were one of the... I felt like they were one of the best coach teams who've come up. I mean, full stop, I think they were possibly the best team we've played all season in terms of a in terms of a one-off performance anyway. I think maybe maybe Leicester you could put in that category as well. But in terms of how they played in 90 minutes, I thought that was one of the better teams we've come up against this season. But yeah, one of the things I did think was how well... They reminded me of us quite a lot in terms of how well how intelligent they were, how sort of yeah. well-coached they were. And I thought through a lot of the game... They seemed to know what we were going to do before we did it, if you know what I mean. Particularly mm-hmm. as the game went on, there were a lot of interceptions and a lot of times. I mean, just watching some of the highlights again, there's you know, there's moments where Lundstrom's got the ball and he, he doesn't lose it, but he ends up having to sort of twist and turn about five or six times, and you know the defenders just all over him. So he's like, "Well, I know exactly what you're going to do, mate. I know what patterns you're trying to play in." That said. After 62 seconds, we've we've <laughs> we've done our old uh, our old throwing technique that nobody seems to be able to wise up to, and yeah. Bulldog, Bulldog sends in a cross and we scored. And, and that for me, I, I couldn't believe that. I just thought, how are how are these teams not switched onto it? Because some of them are, but very very few yeah. are. And it's it's such a simple thing, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm not you know revealing state secrets here. The throwing no, taker. No, no. The throwing taker throws as well. So. Yeah, exactly. The evidence is all there, and it. I mean, I'd love to know how many, not necessarily how many goals it leads to, but how many chances. I mean, it's just a, it's just a simple one too, and then the cross comes in. But yeah, for some reason, Wolves. I don't know if they were just slow out the blocks, or yeah, if they just switched off, or whether genuinely they don't seem to realise that this is something we do with almost every throw in. But mm. yeah, it's uh, it's one of those brilliantly simple things that is effective. So Baldock sends in the cross, Musse with a. A touch which has not received the attention I feel it probably deserves from the wider footballing world. I didn't realise at the time, to be honest, yeah. even on the replays at the time. It's only like since I've watched it back. It's an incredible touch, isn't it? I don't even know how to describe it. It kind of, it kind of controls it whilst flicking it from behind himself to the other side of himself, doesn't it? It's a. I mean, I, I did actually mm. see some um, some comments on. Uh, I think it was on on Reddit actually. Um, on the on the soccer uh, subreddit where they were just saying like that was Zidane esque that touch like wh- why <laughs> why are we not talking about that touch like neutral fans saying this not not United fans yeah um, so yeah he brings it from his right foot to his left and then just just drills it into the bottom corner and 
the co-commentator on uh, on the footage I was watching was like, "Oh, you know, it's not the cleanest of strikes." And I'm looking at it going, "He's just picked it out of the bottom bottom right hand corner." That was the same with me. To be fair, I, I obviously watched the same stream as you did, and uh, uh, yeah, I heard exactly the same. Like, well, it wasn't the cleanest. Like. To, what? <laughs> what do you want him to do? Pass it in, you know? Yeah. It's, well, exactly. I mean, he just, uh, yeah, just places it into the right into the bottom corner, past the defender, past the goalkeeper. I'm a goldie to him like that. Oh, I'll tell you that. So. Mm, quite. Um, so that was Mousse's fifth shot on target for Sheffield United, um, and his fifth goal. Is that, is that right? I didn't know that. It is. Yeah. Um, oh, I, meant, I meant to actually sort of look up how. How much he's kind of outperforming his XG, if you like. I bet he's a very rich company with the likes of sort of Vardy mm. and Aguero and people like that, where you know he just, um, yeah, he just doesn't miss. He's 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 playing out of his skin. I mean, we we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? He might be the most talented striker that's played for United in our um, in our watching lifetime, if you like. And I, I think maybe the best thing to say about him is that am I right in saying we've not lost? No, we haven't. Have we? we haven't lost when he started a game. No, I think his first start was the Arsenal game. Was Arsenal? Well, weren't it? I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, which is the. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Yeah, um, yeah, and that just—I mean, what? That's that's a ridiculous sort of start, and it's not a coincidence. We've been all those seven games. We've not come out and said, "Oh, lucky to win that," or "Get lucky to get a point there," or whatever. Mm. That's how important he's been, and that's how good he's been. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, unless something's completely slipping my mind, I don't feel like there's any of those, any of that seven-game unbeaten run where it's like, oh, we got away with one there. A bit, a bit fortunate to to get a point mm-hmm. out of that one. Um, He's got three assists as well. Yeah, I was just about to say. I this, mean, obviously so. they came in the same game. In fairness, but you know, well, they all count, don't they? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just looking here. He's had fifty percent shots. Fifty percent of his shots have been on target, which is sort of. It's, it's pretty much up there with Mane and it's better than Aguero and uh, mm. not quite as good as Vardy and Abraham but you know he's in, like you say good company yeah and there's not many tap-ins in there either in that five no. goals is there? I mean there's, the one against Arsenal was obviously a, a close range finish but you think back to the uh, the volley against West Ham which was almost a why on earth are you hitting that shot kind of goal <laughs> yeah uh, the De Gea uh, one to go past De Gea the other week and then this a brilliant bit of skill and, uh, and finish and yeah he's um you mentioned with those three assists, we've scored 17 goals this season and he's been directly involved in eight of them, which is pretty impressive for someone who's, you know, I mean, what has he started? I think he's only started five games. Right? I'm sure I saw United uh, tweet that one as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, even against Man United, he were massive for the first one and obviously scored the second as well. I mean, he might, didn't get a direct assist against Man United, but it was his sort of creation, wasn't it, more yeah. than anything else? And then you've got um, the one at Chelsea as well, which you sort of, of course, share the Chelsea one that I'm still giving him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he's. Um, I mean, I, I haven't thought about this very much, but find me a better signing this season so far. I, I don't think there is one, to be honest. I mean, you can maybe look at somebody like Daniel James at Man U. Like he's, yeah. he's a big impact. There's probably a few that I was just. Well, I'm just looking at the top goal scorers. The only one that stands out as a new signing is uh, Harry Wilson at Bournemouth. Hmm. Uh, and that's it. I mean, out of all the new signings in the top goal scorers, he's he's got six, and then it's Moose on five. Has he really got six goals, Harry Wilson? Yeah, he's got six goals. Yeah. He got two this weekend, didn't he? Yeah. Good effort. Yeah, he's got actually 65% of his shots are on target as well, which is one of the highest in the league. That's impressive considering he tends to just shoot from 25 yards every single time. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was 1-0 to United, and I think really we, we had... I, I, 
as as much as I'm uh, heaping the praise on Musa there, I think he was a little bit culpable for some slightly overhit, misplaced, mistimed passes where we could have been in for more. I mean, there was particularly I think there was one to Lundstrom as we broke where he uh, yeah. just yeah just overhit it very slightly, and that was kind of. Um, I felt that was quite typical of a lot of the team, actually. Possibly McGoldrick was probably the only one that seemed to be measuring his passes perfectly. But mm. yeah, I mean, if you know, the sort of the overall uh, expected goals for the game was actually shaded by Wolves, but obviously that doesn't take into account all those times we yeah we should have had a shot, I think, and and just just didn't quite work it out. But yeah, we made was... the wrong decision in a couple of cases. I actually thought both teams were pretty sloppy. I, I thought both mm. teams played well, but I thought they were both pretty sloppy. I think both midfielders individually performed better than that. Mm. I've seen Wolves a few times, obviously. I've seen Matinho better than that. Um, and, and obviously, in our point of view, I don't think Lundstrom, Fleck and Norwood had particularly bad games, but there were a few little bits of sloppiness here and there, particularly with Lundstrom, I thought looked mm. really tired in the second half. Um, like I say, I don't think they had bad games or anything. But I think that's what made it for an exciting game. There were a few chances they broke and then we broke. And because I don't think, we were, like I say, we were quite sloppy in, in certain positions. But I am nitpicking because... Mm. They're a really good side, you know, a really, really good side. And we force them into mistakes as much as they force us into mistakes as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just thinking, uh, yeah, Moose, I think he robbed Traore, didn't he, um, at yeah. one point and, and just sort of ran. Well, it was a, yeah, there, there was that moment. There was another one where he um, he ran away from Cody, I think it was. And again, you just see that the, the threat that he poses for us to be able to just sort of slide these passes down the side yeah. and you know he's going to get in on it. And then... Yeah, probably the best chance we had in the in the half outside of the goal actually came from that, where he I think he ran round. Um, is, is it? Uh, it's Den Donker, I think, wasn't it? Gaston, Gaston guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. So. <laughs> um, and then yeah, slips it through his legs, and uh, Fleck runs in and keeper saves a one on one chance. It's not the easiest chance, but. <laughs> no, I saw the commentator again. I don't know if it was the same stream as uh, we were. I don't know if you heard this, should have said on the stream or whatever, but he was saying like he's got to be doing better. He should have hit it high. You know, like, I think he did everything right, really. Yeah, he, you know, gets it on target. I mean, I'm not, he's not a strong. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Aguero probably finished it off. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's a horrendous miss or anything. I mean, it possibly could have passed it to McGoldrick, but then if, if he does that and it gets cleared, we're all shouting, why didn't he shoot? Yeah. I, I don't think it were a bad miss. It certainly weren't like what he did against Liverpool or anything like that, where he no. sort of took too long. I think he just hit hard and low and it were a good save. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, it yeah, more more a good save than uh, than anything else, to be honest. So we had a couple more, didn't we, where McGoldrick kind of uh, burst into the box. It was a, that lovely um, sort of dinked ball by uh, by Norwood and then McGoldrick kind of took a bit of a heavy touch off his yeah, knee. Yeah, it hit his knee, up. I think, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the other end, I didn't... <clears throat> I don't really want to say I felt like we were under particular threat, apart from the fact that um, every time Traore gets the ball. Oh, Just quickly segue here to talk about Traore, because I I do want to spend a couple of minutes talking about what a ridiculous player he is. I I don't know. I mean, you just can't take your eyes off him. I just I'm watching him play anyway, other than on Sunday where I hated watching him play, because... (laughs) Do you know what he reminds me of? People are going to laugh here. He's basically everything that Campbell Rice threatened to be. <laughs> he's sort of got that... I thought he reminds me of that sort of... He's got that explosive pace, but then he'll just do something absolutely ridiculous. Funnily enough, I went on the Wolves forum on getting the view from. I didn't add this because there were a bit of a discussion just about him and I thought it might be a bit dull, but there's a quite a few, fair few of their fans who aren't a big fan of him, to be honest. Really? They don't think he delivers. They say, like, he looks dangerous, but he never actually does anything. And... 
I mean, I'd love him in my team, but I can sort of see it, I suppose, because he is a really... Fr- this is where I mean with the Campbell-Rice thing. He is really frustrating. Mm. Yeah, it's a super-sized Campbell-Rice. Well, he looks like a WWE wrestler, but he runs like Usain Bolt. It's just, <laughs> just ridiculous. The, the entire thing about him is ridiculous. But yeah. I don't remember him causing many problems for us when he played for Middlesbrough. Well, no, I was about to say, I think he actually got taken off at half-time in that game. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I, I remember going into that game, because um, we were... Who were we missing? Um, I think it was O'Connell and Basham didn't play for us that night. Um, and so, no, yeah. No, no, season before, he'd, he'd already, he was already at Wolves last season. Oh, sorry, you're right, yeah. I'll get in there. This is the one where Lee Evans scored those absolute yeah. ridiculous goals, yeah. Yeah, indeed. Um, yes, getting my seasons mixed up. But I, I think he's... I think it's brilliant, but part of it is just the sheer hilarity of it. I mean, you just look at him, he's, he's like a just a human square, isn't he? You know, it's just yeah. it's probably as wide as he is tall, and he, he's got those ridiculously... Well, I don't know if he has ridiculously short shorts. He certainly has enormous thighs. It's just it's very, you know, physically striking to look at. You're not mistaking him for any other He doesn't look like a footballer, and I don't mean that in a negative sense against him. He looks like a... a I don't know, it's like I say, good. a wrestler, which yeah. is not... NFL he's so, running back. He's so his physique is ridiculous. Yeah, and and yeah, he's I think he's just a live wire. I mean, I think if you mm. if you want to find a player that fits that tag of live wire, then I think it is him. Um, but did but he yeah. get three bookings up for our players? I think three of the bookings were on him. I think he did. Yeah, and um, maybe we can talk about our sort of cynicism of, or fouling in this game in a bit, actually. But yeah, mm. I, did, I did look up is he is the eighth most fouled player in the Premier League, but. Um, I think it's been fouled 30 times and five of them were by us this weekend. Five or six of them. So, yeah. And, and you know, I wouldn't say he was diving for free kicks or anything like that. I think we no. were genuinely just I think that's really the difficult. most difficult game Stevens has had, to be honest, this season. Yeah, and, and it may well be the most difficult game he has mm. as well. Um, I'm just looking at Traore's numbers now. I mean, for him, for the team, they're not incredible, but he's the second on the team in, um, in expected assists after, after Jimenez. So, and he hasn't played... Uh, yeah, he's not played every game. He's only a thousand minutes so far, so it's quite mm. a bit behind some of his from his teammates. But he's got two goals and three assists, so you know he's, he's their joint. I don't think any, anyone else apart from Jimenez has got more than two goals actually. So yeah, I, I, I disagree with the Wolves fans that don't think he's got a, an end product. I think he's. There, uh, there, yeah, I'm going to say there is a, a genuine argument, like sort of you got. It seems like a complete marmite play. You've got people who just have not accepted him and the other mm. I, I, like I said and I, can't, I hate doing like keep comparing to Campbell Rice but, <laughs> uh, we were very similar with him weren't we this is what I mean with that sort of connection with, uh, with, with the two is just that I loved like for instance when Campbell Rice played for us because although you never knew what we were going to do he was always a threat he, he could mm. he, he had something about him I, I, I liked him in the side obviously Tori's a, a far 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 better version of that I think for, from the Wolves fans he's going to frustrate you but I'd have him in my team any day of the week definitely I, I wonder if it sort of looks worse because he always beats the defender and then mm-hmm. it's like well why have you not crossed straight to one of our players like how come it isn't a goal every single time that you do that but genuinely we, we just I mean he just had us on toast basically didn't he we, yeah he did we, we, he did I mean, yeah, you mentioned Stevens got booked pretty early and then he had to let him go a few times. And, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a massive threat and he's, he's well, a The best compliment I can pay to me is every time he got the ball, me and my mate were going, oh, no. <laughs> Even if we're halfway. 
Yeah, um, and he, he did he did create some of the some of the better moments I think in in the first half. Although it was uh, it was actually Doherty I think who yeah good play from Doherty actually yeah. So that was was that Stevens I think he yeah he got his own back. Got, obviously he normally does the Megs, doesn't he? But mm, yeah, and again Stevens I guess very wary of the fact he was already on a yellow. Um, cross comes yeah. in to, to Jimenez who, who heads it towards goal and Henderson makes a a good save, a possibly slightly exaggerated save. I thought. Is mm. it just me? Am I am I being a bit critical there? I thought it was. No, uh... I, don't, I think. It, I mean, I don't think it would have been hard to catch it, man, because we were going at quite a pace. But yeah, yeah. I heard the Radio Sheffield commentary on the highlights. Like, what a save! Like, All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, need, needed saving, uh, and yeah. you know, whatever whatever works, keep it out of the net. It works. Um, I thought Jimenez was uh, was really good for them. Uh, yeah. He was basically the centre of everything good that they did, um, which we talked about before. And I mean, he's, he's you sort of forget how much they paid for him in a way, but at the same time, so it was thirty million. Yeah. But at the same time, that is kind of a bargain, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know how old he is, but I mean, there's so look at like man, you would absolutely oh you know, yeah leap at the chance to get him, presumably, and for a lot more than that, it's, it's twenty eight. So okay, it's not. One of the best strikers we've come up against. Obviously, we've come up against most of them now. Yeah, I think you were far better than, for instance, Kane on the day or um, mm. Salah on the day. And yeah, he were he were a, a real handful, weren't he, all the way through? He was. Yeah, and he's so strong as well. I mean, I, I feel I'm trying to think who we. I feel like we have come up against a strong striker. I mean, I guess maybe Ashley Barnes or someone like that in in recent weeks, yeah. but. I mean, even that that chance there, he essentially bumps Basham out of the way, and there were a couple of other sort of set pieces where it, it should really have been like routine clearances for us, but just his yeah. like physical presence is just kind of knocking us off the ball and, and making it into a goal now scramble. Well, almost. that particular header, I think there's three players around him, isn't there? And he still yeah. wins it. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's he's really good, and that kind of fits with the rest of them. They have they have some just very very good players, and they. They know exactly what they're doing, I suppose. I said but... after the game, Wolves are what I'd love us to be next season. We're probably going to be behind due to money and stuff like that. But if we do stay up, that I, I want to be, you know, like them. I, I mean, that's the best compliment I can pay maybe to Wolves. I thought, mm. they, they, I, I like watching them play. I've always had mm. like watching them play since they've come up and they, they play good football. They're exciting, but they also they've, they've definitely got some sort of team spirit as well, aren't they? They, they do work for each other. And the the fitness at the end of the game, in fairness to him, I'll, I'll take my hat off to him because. Yeah. The, you know they obviously come back off and they and they, they look stronger than us, didn't they? In the last twenty, definitely. And uh, yeah, I, I think this, you're definitely right to point that out. I mean, the, I think the only other time I've watched them this season in the league was um, away at Newcastle, actually. And uh, they had the, it was the same situation. They played on the <laughs> Thursday, they were playing on the Sunday, and they fin- the, the longer that game went on, the better they looked. So yeah, you have to tip your hat, as you say, to, to those fitness levels. Because they're, they're a bit like us as well. They play basically the same team every week. Yeah. Um, and I think, did they only make one change from the Thursday I think, night? And I think that were in force, yeah. Which is uh, Killman. The brilliantly yeah, Killman, yeah. Max Killman is one of the best-named central defenders <laughs> in all of football. Absolutely yeah, I sensational. I think he was the weakest link as well, funnily enough. It was a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I think it might be him that doesn't... Uh, doesn't close down the the th- uh, cross for the, yeah. for the goal for us. Um, second half, uh, boy, did we waste some good opportunities um, at the start. And yeah, it was kind of the archetypal. Oh, is this going to come back to to bite yeah. us? And unfortunately, it did. I mean, I'm just trying to think. So McGoldrick, uh, he had a sort of. Um, I, th- I don't know if I'm missing one. Did McGoldrick have two one on ones or? 
chances that are kind of like one on ones. In the he had in the one half. in the. Oh, let me think. I can only think of the. I can only think of the second half on off the top of my head, but I'm sure there was another one, but I just can't picture it. One on one is probably a, a bit of a stretch, actually. But yeah, it, it, I, it was... I think with that sort of chance, obviously it's on his left hand side. The second half one, I think yeah. that. Um, it it have had to be a good finish, I think. I mean, I know he's. I don't know. I think he's got a little bit more stick than I'd have given this for his misses this week. I think that that particular one, that's the one that like what stands out. That's the one like match of the day showed and everything. I I think that's it's not a good finish by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it, it would have to be a really good finish to to score. Yeah, I just looked brought it up on understat now. It's a point one one xg, so it gets scored eleven percent of the time. So it's it, it's not easy. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong uh, wrong chance here. Where are we? Uh, weirdly, they don't seem to have recorded this chance properly. So, so we have no chance. Oh no, it is. Here. Sorry, no, I was, I was like, <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at the wrong little bubble. My facts are right. Point 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 one one. But yeah, that was uh, again that link up between McGoldrick and Musa, where mm. Musa just chests it off and he hits it first time on the left foot and. Yeah, it's the same thing with McGoldrick, and he always hits the target. Um, I feel like. Oh, sorry, another... the other one. I know. Yeah, the other one is when he's at the angle, and he. In I think Lundstrom's coming into the box, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And could possibly have squared it for. Um, yeah, he fish. possibly should have squared it then. But again, I think that's a difficult chance. It is. That's that is a uh, statistically an easier one. Apparently, just um, I think it's because it's it's slightly more central, if you like. Well, the angle's yeah. a bit, yeah, bit yeah. kinder and. Yeah, he's got more time to kind of because he, he kind of runs onto the ball, and he has a bit of time to control it. And yeah, again, again, keeper saves it. I mean, I have unfortunately just reached this stage with McGoldrick where I'm, you know, this sounds harsh, but when the chance runs to him, I'm like, it's not going to be a goal unless he passes it. And you know, that is, I don't, I don't want to feel like that, but that is kind of where we are. And eventually, one of these is going to go in for sure. Yeah, yeah. Is is due? I mean, it's getting closer and closer. Almost it feels like at least anyway. Every week, it's not. I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Any other striker missing these sorts, of, well, what's a sitters, but these chances this good, everyone's calling for him to be, you know, dropped. And yeah, there's a very, very small minority of people I've seen actually calling for him to be dropped. Yeah, I think I think he is statistically now the worst finisher in the Premier League so far this season. I'm just looking. His his xG is four point three, and obviously he has zero goals. And yeah. Nobody, uh, nobody with a, a higher or even close to that um, amount of expected goals has got. <laughs> don't even have one. Everyone's got like four, five, six, seven goals. So, yeah, yeah it's, it, it doesn't look good. But I like, um, you know, I, I, I thought Wilder's interview afterwards was like, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly echoed my thoughts of you know we're a better team with, with him in it. Uh, it. As long as he keeps getting in those positions, then you know. A, that's good for the team, and a goal will come eventually. You know, if he's, it's if he's doing absolutely nothing. That's that's yeah, 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 yeah. But he's clearly not. So, um, yeah, uh, and there were a few other opportunities, weren't there? Of just uh, you know where we had the chance to kind of uh, just you know where we kind of won the ball quite high up the pitch, and then we were running at the defence with like with Stevens and Flake, but just <laughs> couldn't uh, couldn't quite work the chance. And then uh, eventually Wolves sort of came on a bit more strongly and um, got an equaliser, which I don't know. I didn't totally feel this maybe it had been coming for sort of five or six minutes or so it felt like they were getting up a little bit of a head of steam although a lot of it seemed to be from set pieces at this point I thought yeah I don't know I might disagree with you there I don't I I didn't feel in any sort of danger at that point and Mm. when it went in it felt like a bit of a not a sucker punch but you were like well that's what you get for missing your chances because Mm. I don't think it came out of nowhere as such like the Man United uh, game last week but I do think that 
they didn't they weren't piling pressure on they weren't shot after shot or anything like that it was just sort of to be honest a, a fantastic ball yeah is it Jimenez puts in the cross Jimenez yeah yeah now there's some uh, I didn't really react to this at all in real time but there's, there's a little bit of debate about whether he's actually offside Jimenez but mm. see my my interpretation of this and I'm not a qualified referee but this is just how I always uh, I don't know just from watching football this is what I understand to be the offside rule so Jimenez is offside when the pass is played that ends up at his feet. So you're like, well, how how is that not offside? Well, because yeah. the pass is going to Traore. Steven slides in and plays it, and that diverts the ball to Jimenez. So I think, uh, yeah, I think the fact that they judge that you know Stevens has deliberately played the ball, he's not deliberately played it to Jimenez, obviously, but yeah. the laws are he's deliberately played it. It sort of moves on to a new phase, and at that point, it's kind of immaterial that um, Jimenez was offside. If, if it's if the original pass was going straight to Jimenez, then I think it it would be yeah. either the linesman had given it or VAR would have um, overturned it. Um, and then I have actually seen a few things afterwards that um, it, it possibly wasn't actually in an offside position anyway. It might have been that. Yeah, to be honest, I'm all right with that. I, I won't want to see goals. I mean, I'd be a hypocrite for saying, oh, yeah, it should have been disallowed after the Lundstrom thing and saying that that's not what we want to see. Um, I don't want to see those sort of goals chalked off. Yeah, it didn't. The most um, insane VR decision was the penalty. Um, do you know when uh, yeah. the ref blew for offside and everyone had stopped and then. Henderson brings their striker down, not really, you know, he's sort of giving up, he's just messing around, basically. And then, yeah. what, VAR check? Like, for imagine if they'd have given that. I don't know what to say about that. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, because I, I sort of forgot. Well, I, I think I've willfully forgotten yeah. it. I mean, if he's on side, then they would have given a penalty, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd have to give a penalty, yeah. But that's mental. I mean, that can't. I mean, I'm so glad this didn't happen this way, but that that can't be allowed. I mean, because that's basically saying never play to the whistle. Well, that's it. I mean, this attack is and defence. He's, he's, he's blown his whistle, yeah. so everyone understandably stops. I mean, what we're going to do, just carry on, just in case. I, surely, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is the laws, but surely if the referee blows the whistle, they have to consider that the play has stopped and anything that happens after that is immaterial. It would have been outrageous. That would have been like the the most insane decision probably ever with <laughs> VAR. And there's been a lot of strange ones. But I, th- I think that's everyone's. I mean, when they were they were calling for. I mean, they went to VAR. They kept showing you a replay of it. And my stream had gone by this point, so we were um, we were uh, watching foreign commentary. I don't even know where it was from. One of those sorts who go goal. So I. I had no idea what was going on. I was saying, why, why is this taking so long? What this, what, what's going on? Yeah. Check your penalty. Hey! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could hear the, the sort of hum around the crowd of like, what? <laughs> what yeah. that was going on? I think there was another one as well, checking for a, a red card against Fleck after he'd like, you know, made a really good tackle and it was just a throw in. And yeah, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just to be clear, I'm definitely not one of these like oh, VAR's got it in for the smaller teams I think that's nonsense um, no but... I'm just checking everything I mean I, I'm, we're going on about it and it didn't happen so we probably shouldn't but if it had happened yeah. whoa I don't know I think I'd have just quit football <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah the goal the goal comes a good cross from Jimenez and uh, Doctor a player I really like actually I think he's again yeah. he, re- he reminds me of somebody that plays for us, if you like, you know, it feels like he should be playing for us almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. He reminds yeah. me of Stevens actually, and obviously the same 
Because, I mean, a lot of the time they uh, sort of... I think he played left wing back quite a bit for Ireland before Stevens came on the scene because they didn't really mm. have anyone down that side. So he can do both sides as well. But, yeah, I, I, I think um, if they ever let him go, I'd, I'd love him at United. Yeah, I think he's a, a really underrated player. And a, a, every, every time I watch Wolves, he seems to be, like, really, really involved in everything mm. good that they do. And, yeah, I mean, he was playing on the... He was playing right wing back in this game and obviously pops up on the left because it's sort of... It's kind of a recycled free kick or corner, I think, in it. And mm. yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like we did anything particularly wrong. I mean, we cleared the ball. We got everyone back in in shape, really, and we just kind of just get overloaded and a, a good cross to the back stick. And yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen people say like maybe you should have followed your man and stuff, but it's the left. Uh, well, yeah, left. Is it left wing, right wing back? Sorry, right wing back, left hand side. Yeah, running into the box on the left hand side. <laughs> you know, it's it's difficult. When we score those sort of goals, you say, "Wow, what Stevens doing up there?" Yeah. Oh, so yeah, brilliant, good goal yeah. from their their point of view. Yeah, indeed. Um, I, I don't feel like we had too many opportunities after this. There were a couple more breaks, weren't there? Where I, I thought we're just going to sit in and get a draw here, and then you know, suddenly yeah. suddenly Basham's bombing on, Lundstrom's bombing on, Bulldog's bombing on, but. Uh, I think that was one of sort of poorer moments for Lundstrom in this game, where he just basically the left wing back read it so so clearly, didn't he? And yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those you could sort of tell that he wasn't shall I shoot, shall I pass, and mm. he never he never got any sort of connection. It was too obvious, and yeah, that were a good. Job. But I think, to be fair, looking back though, we did create three decent chances after their goal, which were Stevens's low ball across the area. Oh, true, yeah, uh, which. I'm looking back and think maybe Bernie possibly could have gambled on it. I'm not sure. Maybe being a bit harsh. There's a McGoldrick's header off Norwood's free oh, kick. Oh, flipping heck. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, which were really. I thought that were going in. Oh, Key, I think was, people thought it were going in as well. I think everyone thought that were going in. That was. Yeah. I mean, that is. You know, we talked about poor finishing, but that is. That is such a difficult header to flick yeah. it almost backwards. And yeah, I mean, what is it? Like a foot wide or something like that? Yeah. Great, great effort by you. Uh, and then the last one was obviously McBurney's header at the end. Yeah, um, did I mean so? That's uh, another cross from the left, and McBurney gets his head on it. Um, I, I didn't remotely think that was a foul. Did you? I, no, I, I don't know what it was shouting about. To be completely honest, no. Yeah, he I, I didn't think so. Like because at the time I thought, oh yeah, it's not a foul. Then I thought well, he, he seems convinced. Yeah, let's have a look. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them where the the physical contact from the defender is enough to knock him off position from what mm. would have been. Probably a, probably a goal to be honest. Yeah, at least but, at least header on target. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you could probably say, well, you know, the ref, uh, defenders pushed him. So how how is that not a foul? But I, I I think you have to have some physical contact in football. To be honest, I think I'd want I'd want our defenders to do exactly that kind of thing, and I wouldn't want. Them yeah, to I, I, it'd have been a really again a ridiculous. We might have got it if they'd have given the pen before. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Quite. Um, yeah, so McBurney uh, came on and uh, I thought he did uh, did all right, linked up pretty well. Um, yeah, I did, but, yeah. But I, I wanted to particularly hat tip a couple of really good bits of defending. There was one right at the end. Um, I mean, I was pretty much literally the last kick of the game where they're sending a dangerous cross to the six-yard box and he's the one hacking it away, um, mm-hmm. having, having tracked one of the attackers. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. I don't know if we're... I don't know if strikers just do this generally, but I do feel like United have this, like... A good run of strikers who are really good defensively, which yeah. sounds like a daft thing. But I remember Clark always, you know, he was always the man kind of winning these headers from corners. McGoldrick does it. I want to um, say McGoldrick's really good at it as well. 
Yeah, um, and McGoldrick has some brilliant kind of tracking back moments in this game mm. as well, actually. Like, great tackles as well from him, yeah, tracking back and winning the ball. Yeah, fantastic. And, um, yeah, I thought generally we defended pretty well. I mean, Eager, I thought Basham was outstanding, actually. He's, he's on a brilliant bit of run of form at the minute, Basham. Like, he is, yeah, he just, really is. Just stringing together incredible game after incredible game. And, yeah, there were a couple of sort of uh, slightly... I don't know, like gangly moments of uh, like how's he managed to do that, but it, yeah. you know it worked. And they well, did like uh, a, some sort of weird karate kick in the second half. I think I think it was yeah, it was second half where to kick it over our bar. Yeah, when he kicked it over yeah. our bar, it was like that's a bit dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works, Bash. And uh, yeah. yeah, Egan obviously came back into the team and faultless uh, again, really, pretty much anyway. A couple of massive tackles. I mean, there were one they probably could have used better. I think it was um, uh, Jota when it running through the middle. Yeah, and he just he just slides in, and you know all the Wolves fans are like, "Oh, that's a foul!" And it's pretty clear it was just a brilliant crunching tackle. So, yeah, yeah good to have him back. And uh, yeah, overall, I think um, I think a good point and another good performance. As I said at the top, I mean, every time I see us play one of these actually good teams it's not even like oh these are supposed to be good like Man United yeah Wolves are genuinely very good and we go there and we you know score create defend well compete look I'd be surprised if there were many Wolves fans that said that we would not like good value for that and I think that was pretty reflected in your in the view from right most of them were quiet yeah yeah I, I think like most of them were just basically saying they're a good side there were a couple of them who said we'll probably finish top 10 this season there were a couple of there's always a couple of People who are slagging you off or whatever, but yeah, on the whole, I think they, yeah, I think they were quite complimentary and realised that they, if anyone deserved to win it, it were us. And I think they pretty much said that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a few sort of scrambled moments, but I don't remember Henderson. You know, some like kind of important clearances, but I'm not sure Henderson made a proper save in the second half, which is no. kind of kind of what we do, I suppose. We protect. I thought his handling were really good, though. It in was. Fairness to Anderson. Because obviously, big striker as well, like Eminem and people like that, they've got running that year. And yeah, I thought mm. he was really good. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, actually. Um, yeah, some really good, like confident, come and claim the ball, you know, going through sort of crowded bodies. I mean, we already mentioned how, how powerful Jimenez is. So, is, mm. so Jimenez is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so there's a risk you're going to get sort of clattered and drop the ball or something like that. But, yeah, I thought he was, uh, thought he was bang on. And, um, yeah, I I'm, I'm, was very, very happy with that. It was a game I kind of thought uh, kind of thought we'd probably lose, just mm. just how good Wolves are. And, uh, yeah, we, we didn't. It's another point. We're basically halfway to safety now, dare I say it, you know, uh-huh. 19 points. Uh, I mean, mind you, where things are going, it might be about 60 points you need this year. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure. I can't work out how that... I can never work this out whether the fact that everyone is fairly even means you'll need more points or whether actually points will be spread out more so it'll be less so you know like last season there were two terrible teams which everyone beat yeah. So everybody's points were getting padded by like six just because they just because. Yeah, I understand what you mean. I'm trying to think of the year we went down, I think that was um well, that were quite a high number, weren't it? I think it was thirty nine points. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... And that year they were I mean Charlton were bottom but uh, sorry, Watford were bottom, but I don't think they were neither were adrift until about four or five games to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, I'm just going to call it up actually, but I'm sure Charlton were still live when we played them, which was about five yeah, years ago. Yeah, they needed to win that game, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, so we got 38, uh, Charlton 34, uh, Watford 28. So So I Watford guess... were sort of out of it, in fairness. I mean, uh, yeah, it could be Watford again this year, couldn't it, to be honest? You don't know. Yeah, that's, that's so weird. I mean, they, they should. 
They should rehire Gracia as the yeah. Just keep going round and round and round. It's all about the back. I like that. <laughs> just just work their way backwards through all yeah. their managers. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're hoping to appoint Sean Dyche again in uh, in a year <laughs> Great or so. Idea, yeah, I'm Brendan Rodgers were there as well, weren't he? So oh yeah. So it's about a... about ten years time, they're going to be mega. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, a foolproof plan that I can see absolutely. No flaws with whatsoever. <laughs> um, let's talk about fouling and uh, yes, a little bit of cynicism in our game, which uh, it's not it's not great in terms of like. Uh, well, I imagine if you're a Wolves fan, you're pretty uh, pretty cheesed off with it. But some pretty smart fouls, I thought, by us yeah. in this, um, and it's not you know, it's not a side of the game you kind of want to see. But when you you know when you're fighting to stay in the Premier League, I think it's also pretty smart I mean how did you feel about this there were a few more than a few times where we were like no tuck him on for the team here we're, we're bringing him yeah. down He's I, not going I think a lot of them were smart I think there were a couple of silly ones I think for instance O'Connell didn't really need to dive in I didn't think when he got his book in on the, uh, was that on the the one on the byline yeah yeah. I don't think there were any need for that for instance and I think obviously Baldock should have been sent off there's, there's no doubt about that I mean the, the first booking I thought were pretty harsh weirdly enough for Baldock the, the mm. second sackle that's I don't know. Yeah, that it's a bad, bad foul. Not in a, in a dangerous sense, but knowing he's on a booking as well, he, he should have definitely gone. But other than that, it sounds awful. But yeah, the niggly fouls and stuff. I think that were the it really helped, especially in the latter part of the game and thing, just to sort of see us over the line and get a point. Yeah, the the thing I liked was it. Um, and it, again, I, I'll go against the uh, the co-commentator here because he was kind of saying like, oh, you know, what what's the point in giving away a yellow card in a you know, on the halfway line in a non-dangerous area. And I was like, well, oh, no, I actually think that's a good place to get the yellow card. Yeah, we said exactly the same. We were sort of, that yellow card for Stevens, and he was saying, and I was clapping it. Yeah, well done. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Then the commentator said that. I was like, does he not realise how fast Jory is? Yeah, they just completely beat him. They'd have been out of pretty much a clear run down the wing. Yeah, and, you know, I'd, I'd much rather the opposition have a free kick on the halfway line yeah. than we do uh, on the edge of our area. Which, I mean, it was a cynical foul. He knew exactly what they were doing. It were what Norwood's perfected over the year sort of foul. Mm. But I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. You don't want to see it against you, and it's annoying. And I can understand Wolves fans being really frustrated by it. But that's what you've got to do, isn't it? It's, it's, it is. you know, it's within the laws of the game to the degree where you're not going to get sent off, then, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, I think, I, I think it was actually in one of your... Um, one of the comments that you'd, you'd pulled together was like, you know, the, the kind of they're saying, you know, it's a sort of slightly cynical away performance that it just happens. You know, you, you, everyone does it, and yeah, you, you'd almost want your own team to do it. Um, this is a Wolves fan saying this, and yeah, I thought, you know, I think it'd be extremely hypocritical of us after we'd said about the um, do you remember the Southampton goal they scored against us mm. when there was three or four opportunities to bring that guy down in a. I mean, yeah, Norwood almost uh, jumped on his back, but. Did everything he could to stop him from falling over, and yeah, I think this is just. Um, I, I, I see this, even though it's a small sample. I see it as us getting a bit more street smart and yeah. a bit more wise to teams like Wolves that have massive counter-attacking potential, a lot of pace, yeah. a lot of skill. Um, so yeah, I, I was. Probably I, have to a bit, I mean, they're not as good Newcastle, but they've got a fast forward line as well. So mm. we might see more of that on uh, Thursday night. Yeah, very much so. I mean, just quickly talk about that Bulldog one. I mean, that's. That's indefensible. I don't. I. I really do not know how he's not been sent off. Um, I can't get me. I mean, is he? I don't know. I do not. I really don't know. I can't. I, there's no angle or there's no way I can look at it without thinking. Why is he? No, he should have yeah. definitely been sent off. 
Yeah, I mean, it was worse than most of the tackles. Not the actual tackle itself, but, you know, the the, the situation in which he prevented by bringing the guy down. So it wasn't yeah. a dangerous tackle. I mean, that was worse than pretty much every other yellow card in the game, I thought. Um, so file that one away for anyone that's um, convinced that all the referees are biased against us because we, we absolutely got away with one there. Um, Talking away, the referee on Thursday, I've been informed by... Uh, my friend is the um, is the guy who did the four uh, two. You know the uh, Wednesday Sheffield Wednesday game. Um, oh really? And just bear with me two seconds because he he has refereed more of our games as, as well. Basically, he's got I think from what I can gather, he's, we've got really good results with this referee in charge. So <laughs> let's uh, let's keep that up. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Um, just a a bit of a PSA on um, suspension. So. I think that puts Fleck, Baldock and Lundstrom on four yellow cards after this game. So one more before the 19th game and they get a one-match ban. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty likely that we're going to lose um, one or more of them in the next few weeks, I would have thought, possibly yeah, in the next... Yeah, you'd have thought so. Um, <clears throat> quick, quick thought experiment here. Uh, what would you rather have lose... So let's say those three players are going to get suspended for one game at some point. Would you rather that we lose one of them for uh, one game in turn? So let's say Lundstrom misses Norwich, uh, Fleck misses the one after that. Or would you rather lose all three for one game? I'd rather lose one. I, okay. I think three for one game is, is a ma- in the Premier League. Is even if you're coming up against what's seen as a weaker teams in Newcastle and Norwich, or whatever, I obviously can't do it for Newcastle. But I'd rather lose just one. I think we can cope. In particular, we show we can cope without Fleck when Freeman came in and got some good results. Mm. I imagine the same would happen with Lundstrom. So, yeah, just the one. What about you? I don't know if I'm just uh, being deliberately contrarian here, but I just think, again, it comes down to this thing of like having uh, having a bit of buffer, not needing to win every single game. I almost feel like if you have to lose mm. these players, why not just write off, not write off, but, you know, why not just lose all three of them for one game rather the than... One I, I'm more worried about Baldo than anyone else, to be honest, out of the, uh, out of the lot. Because I do think we're well covered in midfield and I think there'll be players there chomping at the bit, you know, like Osborne mm. and stuff like that. And just to, have, it'd be nice to see them as well, see how they cope in that environment. And as you said, because we've got a bit of a cushion, it's not quite the do or die scenario that they'll be coming into. But mm. I'm not, I don't know about Kieran Freeman in the Premier League, what to be honest. Well, yeah, I was just about to ask that as well. Do you, do you reckon Freeman comes in or do you reckon Jagielka comes in and we move Basham to right wing back? I, I think I prefer that personally, but I, I, if that is the case, then I don't think there's any point of Freeman being in the squad and he is, so... Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he's obviously not made the bench for a long time. Uh, no, I mean, I'm saying this. I did this last time, but when Baldock got injured against, um, were it Reading or were he suspended or something? I, I think he were injured, in fact. Uh, and, yeah, uh, Freeman started, didn't he? Yeah, and I was, again, I was like, because that run, I mean, they were brilliant at the beginning of last season, Freeman. Everyone forgets <laughs> that, including myself. But <laughs> when he went on that run, basically, I think it was from the, he, he basically forgot how to play football after we played Derby away, and I don't know what happened to him. And he just had like this awful run of games, and when he came back in, then he scored after like ten seconds. So. He did, yeah, and it, yeah, the major. I think the worry, which is a kind of consistent worry with Freeman, is uh, is fitness, and yeah, he just mm. that was what I thought. Like, oh, this is going to be a a rough one, and then yeah, he comes in and scores after ten seconds, and is absolutely brilliant in that game, and yeah, so it was for us. But yeah, I, I do wonder. I guess the flip side is then: do you lose Basham's? Ability at centre yeah. back is, is it a bit like what we said with Stevens and O'Connell? It's like a a double weakening if O'Connell misses out and Stevens. Goes I to think Freeman will play because I think it'll be his sort of. I, I think that 
obviously Wilder with him every day. He must know that these players are, you know, they've been on the bench for that long and stuff. And if you don't get a game here, that that he's finished, isn't he? Let's be honest. If you don't, if you don't get a game, once Baldock's out, so yeah. I think you will play him. Uh, and it's, it's only one game as well. So yes, and I, yeah, the, the other two don't worry me as much. I mean, no. As good as Fleck and Lundstrom have been, and you know, I would say they're definitely our two have been two of our best three or four players this season. You know, not even mm. a not even a shadow of a doubt. I feel like it's not a huge deal if um, if they miss out. And no, because it, just purely because of the backup. And this is why I won't <laughs> want to lose all three at once because I think putting mm. maybe two midfielders in, yeah, playing true. Freeman, say Freeman, Osborne, and or Bessick and 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 Norwood. That that's a bit of a. That's a new sort of thing. I think putting one of them in, yeah. I mean, who do you think they play instead of Lundstrom? You think Freeman just comes in? I think if it's just one of them, yeah, I think Freeman will come in for Lundstrom. Uh, if it's yeah. both, I think Bessic will come in. Bessic or Bessic, Bessic. Yeah, Bessic. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is the thing, though. I mean, are we are we officially in the uh, the the quote busy festive period trademark? Is this the start of it, or does that I don't be- know? I mean, people are going mad about this sort of. Oh, we've got three games in a week, and it's like we had it every week pretty much last year. And I know the, the the fitness levels are, are higher, or the concentration levels, and we're coming up against miles better players and stuff, but. People say we need to change this. We need to swap this. We need to change. I, I'm not. I'm not quite so sure, to be honest. Yeah, it, that. Uh, I think that's a really good point. That doesn't worry me so much, to be honest. Um, yeah, and everyone else has to go through the same thing as well, don't they? And all right, they might have slightly bigger squads than us, but yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not feeling like we need to rotate for freshness' sake. If you know what I mean. Now we are right looking tight towards gender games. To yeah, that's fair. But at the same time. We didn't really look that tired in the last ten minutes against Man United. So I don't know if it's just tiredness in terms of fitness. I mean, I think Lundstrom in the last couple has been really struggling the last twenty minutes, but he puts that much effort in. That's you know, yeah. that's understandable. You've got to make a change. I think maybe a little bit earlier, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think we lack fitness or anything like that. I just think that it's a tough game. We're coming up against proper good sides. You're going to have like a bit of a spell where you're just not quite can't quite close down as quick as you can but in both of those games where we've looked tied towards the end at Man United and Wolves we've, we've created chances after it you know yeah. so yeah. I'm not too I'm not too yeah I'm not that worried really yeah I, uh, I, I'm i with you in my you know I think that's a, the thing particularly probably Wednesday fans will be like oh they're going to burn out uh, but uh, I don't know it, it doesn't concern me yet. I mean if you look at the quality of attack we've gone up in the last couple of games where, where you can say definitely we looked a bit tired in the second half yeah um, well, the second half of the second half of both those games. Really, really good, dynamic, fast attacks. I mean, everyone's going to be blooming tired going up against those lots. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, uh, and, and not create, I mean, we didn't concede many chances against Wolves. No. For all the possession that they had. And and against Man United, we just had a, a seven-minute spell. I don't, they didn't do anything outside of that at all. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Um, all right, any any more thoughts on Wolves, or are you, are you ready to pick your alternative man of the match? Let's go off the alternative. Good man. All right, brought to you by the Denblades fanzine. It is the alternative man of the match, just like the Denblades fanzine. This this tries to shine a light on something or someone that doesn't get the attention that it ordinarily deserves with United. The fanzine is written, published, created by Blades for Blades. Uh, it is a is a great read, great artwork in there as well. Uh, and you can check it out at denblades.co.uk. Uh, who do you want to nominate this week, Paul? I've gone for Prince Moussad, if I've pronounced that right, our chairman. 
Go on. Um, he donated £3,000 uh, to begin a week-long campaign to boost supplies at S2 Food Bank. And he's also donated substantially to the emergency flood appeals. So lots of worries and speculations about our owner and his motives and whatever, like in the past few years. So it's great to see a person who's basically his eyes and ears come, you know, be at the club and doing integrating and sort of helping the local community. And, I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, fair play to him. I think that it's the things that you, you might say, well, a chairman should do that, but... Just an example, and I'm not just saying this like because there are rivals. I don't remember Chance Derby doing anything similar, for instance. So he's only been here like a month or whatever, and so fair play to him. Yeah, nice. I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to nominate uh, Mr. David Coote, the referee, this week. Because <laughs> uh, not only did he do us a favour with Baldock staying on, um, I actually looked up his, his recent... He's, he's managed... Uh, excuse me. <laughs> managed this. Wow. Refereed us quite a few times in uh, in recent years. And yeah, it's it's not a bad little run. We've got um, the win at Leeds last season. Uh, the Ooh. win over Palace this season. It's our first win of this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Draw with West Ham. Draw with Wolves. Um, so yeah, I think he's... So I'm, how many games have we got here? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 times he's refereed us. And we have lost but two times. And one of those was to Walsall uh, in the EFL Trophy. Nobody so. can stop that. Not even David Q. Can't <laughs> stop losing to Walsall. That's yeah. it. You, you know, it's impossible. Yeah. And that was the EFL Trophy. So, you know, who, who, who cares about that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one defeat in meaningful matches. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought he was... It was a, a slightly weird performance um, from him in terms of... Uh, I think for about an hour, I was like, I don't understand why Wolves are getting so upset with him. Like, you know, well... All these decisions seem pretty, pretty um, spot on, and then it, it went a bit wonky for the last thing. Yeah, minutes, we were getting some definitely decisions in our favour, which I don't know. You don't normally get that, do you? Away from home as well. Uh, so I was quite, I was really surprised actually. But then he gave like a, an awful decision against us towards the end. And I was like, that's going to cost us the one decision against us, and they're yeah. going to cross it in here and score or something like that. But yeah, yeah, we got, we definitely got the, our fair share uh, of the decisions. Yeah, for not sending Baldock off alone, that's uh, that's my nomination. But I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to have to go with our, our chairman's charitable efforts, mate. That's a that's a cracking shout. So, um, yeah, congratulations. That is uh, Denblade's alternative man of the match this week. Uh, as always, do check out the uh, the fanzine and pick up your copy from Denblades.co.uk. Um, all right, mate. Let's let's quickly talk about the FA Cup before. Um, before we move on to Newcastle. So obviously drawn against AFC Fylde last night uh, yeah. at home. Uh, I'm sure it's the first time we've played them in our history, uh, surely. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you've seen that anywhere, but I'd be amazed if it's not. Uh, thoughts on that as a, as a cup tie? What, did you, what, did, what were you thinking when that came out of the hat? I prefer those sort of games than, for instance, QPR at home. Or something True. like that, you know. I think that's a really dull draw. I think with this, there's going to be a bit of a tension around the place. I actually feel a bit sorry for them because mm. I can't see the cop being open. I don't think there'll be a big crowd there, no matter what they do with the price. And I think we're only going to get ten thousand max. Yeah. And I think they were all cheering. And you're expecting a way at a Premier League club is going to be, you know. And I, I feel a bit bad. I felt a bit sorry for Barnett last year as well, in a way, because mm. it's a shame. It really is a shame. And I don't really know what you do about. It. I don't know the 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 sort of the answer to it, but. I think, you know, they deserve, in my opinion, a, a, I don't know what we can do, as I say, but I think they deserve to have a, a genuine FA Cup experience rather than what we class as bait. Well, the, the, at least the crowd and everything just seemed like a pre-season friendly. 
Yeah, I mean, I've got to be, maybe some, some people will be like, oh, horrified that I'm going to say this, but this I think this would need to be free for me to consider going to it. I mean, I know that sounds awful, like, what you know, what kind of United fan are you? But I went to that Barnet game. Yeah. You and I both went to Sunderland this year in the League Cup. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of more, you know, fool me once kind of thing. Fool me, <laughs> yeah. fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, then uh, you need to have a yeah. serious word with myself. It's just... <laughs> I'm not going to be United's uh, ticket office I'm going to be happy with what I'm going to say next but it's just a crap experience it's rubbish it's it's like you know it's like a friendly except it's worse because one team cares and so yeah. they're defending for their lives and you know I, I really from what I've seen the evidence of these last few cup games it falls apart for us when we play our second team and it's mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely been times, particularly in that Sunderland game, where we were pulling out tackles. It's first game for ages for a lot of players. I went to Barnet last season thinking, like, chance to see our fringe players. You know, yeah. we just signed, uh, we just Dowell. signed Dowell. Yeah, Dowell Dowell had just great. signed. Um, there were a few others as well. I was quite looking forward to seeing. Um, not John Lundstrom. <laughs> literally not John Lundstrom. Well, to him? <laughs> Coots actually. Coots was one. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, let's let's see how he gets on and. It was just terrible, and I'm I'm pretty confident that this will be the same. And yeah, I'm, I'm very sorry to um, to filed, but yeah, I, I, I doubt. I'd that... love to have played him away. I think it'd be. On, I mean, there's a bit of talk that this might be on TV. I don't see it, but no, I don't. I know they're the lowest ranked team, but I think Barnet were one of the lowest ranked teams last season as yeah. well. No, um, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I, I kind of what I actually wanted was somebody like Liverpool away or Everton away and have a. You know, go have a day out in Liverpool kind of yeah. thing. But, yeah, so, sorry, United fans, this is not one I can be um, remotely up for. I feel like I've just been burnt too many times watching, uh, watching I'm gonna, I think we're going to win this one. I don't know why. I just think we are. I think... I think that I think Wilder will, will not want to lose three in a, in a row, like to to lower division teams. I just, I've just got. I don't think we're like going to be an amazing game or anything like that. But I think we'll get through. So you're uh, you're predicting that a Premier League team is going to beat a non-league team? It's mad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's saying I should. Uh, yeah. <laughs> get some, get some money on that. Yeah, brave, brave statement. But it is um, a brave statement with how our cup games have gone under Wilder. To be fair. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be eleven changes, isn't it? Yeah, surely. And rightly um, so, in my opinion. I know there's a lot of people saying we should go for it, but I disagree personally. Well, this is it. Have we got a, have we got a, a, a date fixed for it? Um, Third, 4th of Jan. I think it's just after the Liverpool game. You're right, yeah. It's the... What's that? Is that Sunday, 4th of January? So a quick snack. Uh, that's a Saturday, weirdly. Um, but yes, we play Liverpool on the Thursday night. Mm. Um, so that's the second. And yeah, then we're going to play filed on Saturday afternoon and yeah there's there's just there's just no way that anyone who plays on the Thursday is going to play on the Saturday no no and then we've got West Ham at home haven't we the week after so which is we're not going to go on into risk injury which is on a yeah. Friday so yeah, yeah I mean the, the two games before the file file game is City away and Liverpool away within the space of about three days so I think that we'll probably just say to, you know, we're going to be chasing a lot, aren't we, in those two games. That's going to be a rest week. I know. Isn't it weird? We play eight less games in the Premier League and yet we have... I mean, last last season when we played Barnet, we we basically played Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. Yeah. With the, the Sunday being the FA Cup game and yet we have less games in the Premier League and, uh, yeah, less, less time off apparently. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, 
I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, Magic of the Cup's completely gone, but unfortunately I'm taking a slightly slightly pragmatic, cold approach to this yeah. one, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, as you say, if it's if it's an away tie, that's that's fantastic. And a small part of me wants it to be a draw, but then it's another fixture, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Not good. So, yeah, sorry, sorry to put a, a dampener on that one. <laughs> I'm just going to have a quick look at when the FA Cup fourth round is in case we do get through uh, because I'd like to know what game's going to get cancelled basically mm. because obviously the Cup I mean it probably will anyway because whoever we're playing you would have thought um, uh, they'll get through anyway a premiership side yeah uh, bear with me two seconds it's just uh, well we're supposed to have a winter break aren't we where's that it's supposed to be a week off somewhere they just scrapped that without telling anyone so it's the 25th of January the fourth round so if we get through we would uh... it come between Man City and Crystal Palace oh yeah so we could play it yeah yeah so is that, we must be playing on a... Oh, Man City's on a Wednesday night or something, I think. Yeah, I think it's a Tuesday night or something like that. But yeah, yeah, fair enough, then, so we can, yeah. So yeah. no games are going to be cancelled, then. Yeah, what, what would you like... Forget what you think we will do. What would you like to see us do with the FA Cup I, I want to win every game, I really do. I'd love to get to, you know... I'd like to play rubbish teams all the way through and get to a semi-final, even though, like, if we play the fringe players, because, <laughs> well, I, you know I mean? I don't want us to see us lose or anything like that, but... Mm. I'm I'm not going to lose any sleep. I, I weren't bothered at all when we lost to Barnet last year. I know people went mad, mad about that in certain places, you know, yeah. certain people. But I, I genuinely didn't care at all. I really well, didn't care. I was, uh, I was annoyed at myself for going. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the signs were there that it was going to be awful. Um, but, yeah, I, actually, I think I, I actually felt a little bit pleased for Barnet, to be honest. And, mm. yeah, again, what kind of, what kind of blade says this? But I... I imagine I'll feel a little bit pleased for filed if they pull yeah, from that. Yeah, and this is why I think it's not a bad draw because it's quite a, it's a good game for them. Like I say, if it were just someone like you know, I don't know, someone who played Blackburn at home or something like that, you're thinking, mm. God, that's boring. But at least they're going to have it. You know, their fans are going to be up for it, and that's true. you know, it, it'll make yeah. I I think it's all right. It's always nice to play a new team and stuff, and there'll be a bit of yeah. build up about it. There'll be a bit of spotlight on us as well because it's obviously a, a conference team away at Premier League side, so. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, whatever. <laughs> you, you've, you've said all the uh, all the things that I had going through my head when I was like, "I'll go to watch United against Barnet today. I bet it'll actually, you know, romance of the cup, and they'll be yeah. up for it." And all these, oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's uh, that's the FA Cup draw. Uh, <laughs> let, let's take a, a very quick break, and then we will talk about Newcastle United coming up in a couple of days. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. If you like me, football and a few beers go together very nicely. And Beer52 are offering a free case of their hand-picked beers to BladesPod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash bladespod, sign up, cover just the £4.95 for postage. They will send you a case of eight free beers. These aren't just any beers. Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries the world has to offer. They are on a mission to find the best beers out there and deliver it to their members each and every month. So if, like me, you like trying something new when it comes to your beer, Beer 52 is definitely the one for you. Beer 52 don't hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. If you sign up before the 17th of December, you'll even get them before Christmas, which sounds pretty good to me. Sign up today, get your free case of craft beer. You can get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the word beer, then the number's 52.com slash bladespod. Cheers, now back to the pod. 
All right. Uh, Thursday night, Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's Newcastle yeah. uh, visiting Sheffield, as uh, as Amazon Prime's adverts have called us, very uh, very astutely. Uh, I, I'm not sure when the last time we played a Thursday night league game was, but um, we did play a playoff game against Swindon on a Thursday night uh, in that season where we lost 7-6 on aggregate, whatever the hell it was. Um, so oh, slightly... right, that were a boring game then, weren't it? The 5-5, five, five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where was the first leg that was... Oh, um, right, fair enough. Yeah, the home leg. Um, so a bit of a weird... Uh, a weird day to be playing and I, I'm still not actually sure why we're playing on Thursday at all do, do you know why is it, is it no I think they're just trying to separate as many games as they can yeah. I think obviously because Amazon Prime's got rights to them all haven't they so mm. I think they're just trying to get as many different games on at different times as they they possibly can I mean there's a massive selection tomorrow shout out to my mate uh, Jay by the way because he's uh, give me his login for <laughs> for the game. So I, I don't know which one to watch tomorrow, to be honest. Um, no, best in terms to delete of, this or uh, go on, sorry. Sorry, you are sorry. I was going to say best delete this or Jeff Jeff Bezos Bezos Bezos. Oh be, yeah, uh, sorry, I'm sure anyway. sorry. Yeah. Um, most yeah. of the derby tomorrow night, isn't it? Yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, I don't know. There's that many games on, obviously. That yeah, you don't know which one to pick. <laughs> for some reason, they thought um, Sheffield United Newcastle would be one that most people would want to watch although to be fair a lot of people probably do want to watch Sheffield United at the minute because um, we're so damn good yeah uh, so, so, so Newcastle um, weirdest you and team I, in the league by a mile <laughs> I've got to agree with you um, you and I and I think more or less everyone had them uh, for relegation this season mm. they currently sit uh, where are they in the 14th but they have is this right 16 points which is a lot from 40. I mean, if we had 16 points from 14 games, I think we would think we were doing very, very well for mm. ourselves. Yeah. Drew, Drew Man City, they beat Man United. Uh, they won at Spurs, I believe. Yeah, is that right? first win, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're still managed by Steve Bruce, who I still think is a bit of a, a joke manager, to be honest. They're still kind of, you know, a bit of mutiny at home. Um, and yet they're doing really well in terms of like relative to expectations. As I said sixteen points from fourteen games. That's pretty decent. They won the same amount of games that um, that we have four wins. And uh, yeah, and yet at the same time, I still kind of feel they might be the worst team in the league. I can't work them out. I can't. I watched them against Villa. They were absolutely appalling against Villa. I've seen them before. I saw them against Leicester. They were abysmal. I, um, I saw them against Arsenal. They were terrible. And then you, you out of nowhere, how did Newcastle go? Oh, no, they've they've beat Man U. <laughs> well, no, yeah. they beat Spurs away. You know, they've drawn with Man City at home. And I'm just, I, I don't, I can't work them out. Whether they just raise it for the big, I mean, their wins this season have all come against like good sides, haven't they? They're not come against like teams around them or anything like that. Yeah, true. I think they got a point at Wolves as well, didn't they? Yeah, got a point against Wolves as well. Yeah. I, I can't work them out. I don't. I don't understand it. I mean, I went on their forum obviously to collect some views and stuff, and I'll be posting that tomorrow. But they're not. I mean, you'd have thought, like you said, like they'd have been quite. Oh yeah, we're doing all right. They're not at all. They're still in this state of sort of negativity. Like a couple of quotes mm. I got. One was, uh, "Sheffield United are a much better team than us. I've been watching them play a few times this season. They're so joined up with a clear and clever game plan." And another one said, "A team with actual organisation and understanding how they play. That sort of team." It, it, Exposes Steve Bruce's clueless setups and instructions. They'll mm. beat us comfortably, just like Norwich and Villa did. I've got to say, I'm pretty optimistic for this one. I, I, I have watched Newcastle quite a bit, and 
I mean, they just seem to allow tons of shots, be really open at the back, and yet yeah. they still manage to score out of absolutely nothing. You know, I mean, there's two goals they scored. Man City, I mean, I thought Man City were pretty lethargic in that game, but they still should have comfortably won it. I mean, it was like a, it probably should have been like 3 0 Man City, mm. really, but. You know, Newcastle scored two good uh, good strikes from from long range. Essentially, you know, difficult chances. Yeah. Man City missed a ton of clear chances. And all right, it's Man sustainable City. though. I remember, like, I remember yeah. uh, Jay uh, last season talking about like Wednesday not being sustainable because they were getting loads of long goals. You know, when they were in the top six for a while last season, yeah, uh, they were obviously spending a lot of world as we had them reach and stuff. And you say, and that's to me, I don't know parallels there with Newcastle from the goals and stuff I've seen from them. So that's that's kind of the angle I'm coming. Uh, at it from uh, underlying mm. numbers for Newcastle is not good at all. They have the lowest expected goals in the league. They have the third worst defence by expected goals. Under stats, expected points has them on uh, less than ten points, bottom of the league. So they've they've outperformed that by more than six points. It's not good. Um, I mean, just to yeah, put some a bit more context on that. Their their xG is is less than eleven, which is uh, three worse than the next worst off team and and seven worse than us and yet they're somehow yeah they're still picking up points but the thing is like it's not it's not just oh the underlying numbers are are funky i mean you actually watch them and you're like (laughs) it's not like they're getting battered in these games but at the same time it's like how did they win that you know just yeah i don't know as you say a very very weird team and i think exemplified by probably the most dangerous player um San Maximan, yeah. who is uh, is a bit of a, a triore light, I think, um, in terms of just tries to do everything at once. <laughs> he tries to both dribble past and, I don't know, pass and shoot all at the same time. He's like a, a blur of limbs. And, yeah, I mean, he, he, he did look a threat against Man City. Do you know if he's City. fit, by the way? Because he, he got took off, didn't he, against uh, Man City? Yeah, he got took off because he fell to the floor trying to win a penalty, and I think hurt his ribs. Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if sums Newcastle up, man. <laughs> genuinely hurt himself, throwing himself to the floor um, and, and rolling around like that. Uh, so I would assume he's probably all right. I know it's only yeah. what five days later, four days later. They play on Saturday, or yeah, they play Saturday morning, didn't they? No, Saturday lunchtime. Right? Saturday lunchtime, yeah, twelve o'clock. Yeah, everyone. so I'm, I'm sure it'll be uh, it'll be all right. But yeah, he's, uh, he, he's when I watch him and it's similar with Traore, it's a bit like a it's a bit like a kid playing um, playing FIFA where you you give it you just give it to the one player that has like a really high dribbling skill and then just try and do every single trick in the book when yeah. he's on the ball. Um, and it's it's like a mix of sublime and ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, he's you know you see him bursting away from very good central defenders and then there's other ones where I mean you said you watched that game against Villa he tried like a pirouette on the touchline and just under no pressure at all just dribbled it straight out for no reason at all it's, yeah um, I mean their strike force obviously there's a lot of talk in there Joe Linton and uh, the is it oh, what's he called the other guy Armoron. yeah and they've not scored yet have they but Linton's got one um, and he's not scored at all and that always worries me <laughs> Almiron's uh, I don't want to well I, I, I don't care about jinxing it he's having a bit of a horror show to be honest yeah. I mean he's, you know I've seen Newcastle fans sharing clips of like come on this is just ridiculous now where he you know just bumbles a first touch so yeah I'm sure he's going to get his uh, his first Premier League goal this week apparently he first... sells shirts with Al, is Almiron Al, is that whatever he's called Almiron, yeah. again it's another 
can't pronounce yet. Um, they're, they're selling Newcastle shirts now at St James's Park before saying I was at St James's Park when he scored. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just waiting for the moment that he does actually score. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it hasn't actually happened yet. No, no, they've obviously these shirts. You know, they've been they've been there like since like nineteen ninety four or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if he never scores? Um, he did get his first assist this weekend, um, which I, I, you could tell by the reaction. I had been playing on his mind. I think that he's not actually done anything that yeah, kind of kind of registers yet. Um, but yeah, I think I mean this this. This is a very winnable game for us. Let's be right. You know, it's, it's probably one of the few times this season we'll be the favourites, mm-hmm. um, or perhaps I should say, it will be one of the few times so far this season we'll be the favourites. Yeah. If we win this game, we go to twenty-two points. I mean, that is gold dust. Forget the league position. Twenty-two yeah. points, and then you know, there's a nice little run of games where you you think we can pick up wins um, before Christmas. Mm. And yeah, it's uh, you know Wilder said it in his interview. You know we're targeting these next. This week is is a big week for us. You know it wasn't uh, wasn't making any bones about it. These are games that he obviously feels very justifiably that we can win. And yeah, he, he's similar kind of similar kind of mindset. Yeah, I never was... like to get too confident when we're favourites and we will be favourites in this game. I don't think many people have Newcastle down for a win, including their own fans. Like the most positive quote that I found so far were, "These are due a bad results, and maybe we can fluke it." <laughs> so that just shows like sort of what they're you know how they're feeling looking at what their fans are saying how well we're playing watching Newcastle before it all adds up to this perfect concoction of us losing one mil so yeah maybe the only thing that worries me is just because I've been burned many times before in games like this but yeah we should really be picking up three points shouldn't we yeah, I feel like the only thing that's making us hesitant here is just like fear of looking a bit silly. Exactly. I, mean, I think everything we know about Sheffield United, never mind Newcastle United, is um, you know if we if we turn up and play how we normally play, which uh, you know well we normally do play that way, then um, we should be more than good enough. I think. I mean, don't get me wrong. This, but they're not an appalling side on paper or anything like that they've got some good players they've got players who can like shelve with that equaliser and stuff they've got players who can do that as I mentioned Maxim you know and they've they have got these players who can just turn it on which we don't we haven't come up against before in terms of uh, when we've been in the championship and stuff so you know it's not I mean I'm just looking at the stats against Man City now they have 20% 24% possession which I know it's Man City, but you know that's sort of they just constantly play on the break every time I've seen, and they brought Dwight Gale on, didn't they? And uh, yeah. you're not going to get many sort of I won't say easier, but you're not going to get many games that you 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 can target. I think to get three points this season. No, I think so. Um, they have predominantly played a back three or a back five, so that's slight. Uh... I don't know. Not not a not a worry, but maybe a slight red flag. I, I was yeah. really hoping they were a back four kind of team actually, because I, I think then we would absolutely destroy them. But well, I think they're the, trying to soak it up. I think we'll have loads of possession. I think it might be a little bit like the Watford away game, and I just doubt that we've and now we've got McGoldrick and Musa up front. You expect us to create far more than we did in that match, and we're obviously playing better as well than as we were there, and the confidence is higher. Yeah. I think it will be a lot like that. I think we'll have a lot of lot of possession of the ball, and they'll just try and hit us on the break. So it's just about taking his chances when they come. Maybe being a bit patient and stuff. And yeah, let's just uh, you know let's enjoy it as well because it's a night match. We've not had a night match for a while, have we, Bramall Line? So the Arsenal game, I, I didn't manage to get to that either. So yeah, it's one of the one of the very. I know, few man, you, man, you were afternoon, weren't it? But whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I count four thirty night. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, as I say, I, I hope people aren't like. Uh, you know, tearing the hair out if we're not 
one nil up after ten minutes or something. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, if we if we come out of this one with three points, we are going to be really, really well set for the rest of the season. I think just, just getting... get your passports dusted off. <laughs> uh, not quite looking that high yet, but I did see the other supercomputer. Was <laughs> that the BT one? The infamous supercomputer that had us to finish bottom, I think. Well, now he's got mm. us to finish sixth this season, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, well, they we were wrong the third, before. Third hardest start in the league, so. I don't trust the supercomputer. They, they were they were so wrong before. I'm not uh, afraid. It's a lot of rubbish. They tipped us not to go up. I think we had us down for like fifth last season when we were in January or something like that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's not going to happen. I think they had Wednesday to finish bottom as well this season or something like anyway, but Maybe they uh, maybe they foresaw an inevitable points deduction. Yeah, yeah. I've obviously read that about Transferi today, actually, about the, um, possibly being banned from football, which seems <laughs> a bit... I mean, I hope not, because he's doing a great job, isn't he? So. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we should actually be uh, very much hoping that, that that gets dismissed and yeah. uh, can continue his, uh, his reign of terror. <laughs> um, all right, mate. Uh, let's leave it there, then. So, yeah, Thursday night on Amazon Prime, Bramall Lane, 7.30 kickoff, actually. So, 15 minutes less pub time, unfortunately. Yeah. Don't uh, don't miss kickoff. I, I saw not, not because they're in the pub, but I saw poor uh, the Shore and View guys. Unfortunately, didn't get in the ground in time for Musa's goal against Wolves. Which... Oh, I've not seen it yet. I don't know. Yeah, <sighs> sorry, lads. And I, I think that's more down to uh, general t- ticketing turnstile malaise yeah. rather than uh, leaving it leaving it too late. Um, and yeah, I, I'm sure a few people have been there as well this season and last season. So yeah, yeah, bring it on. Looking forward to it. Game we can definitely win. And as I say that. That prize of three points going to twenty-two points is is huge, and mm. hopefully that's uh, hopefully that's where we end up on Friday morning. Yeah, nice one. All right, where can uh, where can people check out your stuff, and when can we expect the uh, the view from Newcastle? It's royviewfrom.com or at Panchero on Twitter, and it'll be up tomorrow morning. Oh, what what time? People are going to be. I know. Yeah, uh, I'd say about ten, 10 or eleven o'clock around that time, something like that. So, um, yeah, I like to leave it and then like. Drop it out and <laughs> <laughs> when people aren't looking. But yeah, it'll be back ten or eleven o'clock tomorrow morning. I think it's like a Radiohead album and, release. Uh, yeah, and uh, if it's anything what I've got so far, it's going to be a very, very, very negative pre-match <laughs> <laughs> view from in terms of like uh, from what the Newcastle fans are saying. So looking forward to it. Can't wait for that. All right, mate. Thanks very much. I will. Uh, Cheers, I'll catch up with you later. Thank you. See you later.